Welcome to this edition of Don't Listen to Us, episode 19. I'm Sean. I'm Melissa. You're very hot. Yes, it's hot. But I'm not going to complain. It's going to start raining soon, so it's all good. No, I meant you're physically very hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. Hmm, have to be another hot with a capital H or something. We went uh, to, we didn't do a show, this is Monday. We didn't do a show on Sunday because we got got up, uh, well, not early in the morning, but we got up. We intended to get we up did. early. <laughs> that was our, our uh-huh. intention. But it was Sunday. Well, no, we'd been to the fireworks. But I know That's we, right. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. Uh, we'd been to the, the little local fireworks here. Sea uh, Cavalcade, the little celebration the uh, town of Gibsons has every year. 50th anniversary, so yeah. congratulations to the town of Gibsons. Mm-hmm. And then they have this little fireworks show. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but we're, we're up late, so we decided. Anyway. We uh, hop on the ferry uh, to go see our my friend, uh, Vito Mori, a wonderful, fantastic guy, and his lovely wife, Becky, and his their daughter, Sabrina, who is an incredibly talented makeup artist at the Vancouver Film School. Uh, and the reason we were going over there, uh, because we just like doing it, hop on the motorcycle, jump on the ferry, it was fun, cool, but... Vito is uh, Italian. He was born in Italy. He's Canadian, but he was born in, in Luca, a town called Luca, oh. in, in uh, near Pisa in Italy. And um, he loves all, like like myself, loves all things Italian. And we found here in our little tiny little town this amazing buffalo mozzarella. Mm, it's delicious. And if you've ne- if you've had only ever had mozzarella on your pizza, it's completely different. Go to your store and look for mozzarella. It is uh, uh, not pizza mozzarella, regular mozzarella. It'll be in milk or it'll be in a creamy kind of liquid. And it is a very, very soft cheese. In little spheres. Sometimes. Sometimes you can get it in little bocconcini balls. Um, but it's incredibly delicious. But then there's this, I did not know this until I went, in, went to Italy, this thing called buffalo mozzarella. It's actually made from water buffalo milk. <clears throat> Which is really kind of a weird thought. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's made out of squirrel milk. What? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just you don't think of anyone milk at a water buffalo. You no. know? And they make cheese, and it is so. It good. really is. I don't eat a lot of cheese, but oh my goodness! So we found this stuff in our one of our local stores, and we had it ordered special in, which is kind of cool. We have a cheesemonger. Yes, lovely cheese. guy. And I told Vito about this. He was like, "What? We can't get that in Prince George." I said, "Dude, I will bring you over." Buffalo mozzarella, because you're such a good friend. I'll order four containers. That's right. We ordered a pound and a half of buffalo mozzarella, and we're going to bring it over to Vito. So we uh, get up early Sunday morning, early-ish Sunday morning, hop on the ferry. There was a buttload of bikes there. There must have been 20 motorcycles. That's very the cool. And we love getting on the bikes to go across the city, because it's it's cool. You know, one of the cool kids, you know, you're at the... but. The way the rules here work is that motorcycles go to the front of the line. If you've ever been in a ferry, it's generally a first come, first serve. But here, motorcycles go to the front of the line, so they get on the boat first, but they also get off the boat first. And it's half price. So traveling by motorcycles, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we go and we park with all the cool kids, and you met a lovely couple. We met a lovely couple, and uh, uh, Melissa has been thinking uh, again about getting her motorcycle license and riding a motorcycle. And there's this woman who was actually shorter than you. She, I loved her so much. <laughs> actually, she's the second woman at the ferry terminal that was shorter than me. That's right, riding which is, a motorcycle. To be shorter than me is, I mean, you're in the. 
1.1 percentile, I think, of, of women. So mm. I loved her straight away because she was significantly shorter yeah, than me. Was. I mean, I towered over yeah. her. She was if maybe 4'11", 5 feet. Yeah, tiny little, tiny. Uh, she sounded sort of South American yeah. woman. I, I lovely one, couple. I, I, for some Guatemala I, or somewhere yeah. like that. Yeah. Lovely couple, really. She was on this fire engine red Kawasaki. Yeah. To just, oh, she just looked great. She looked taller than me. <laughs> So we hop on the ferry, we park the bikes in the ferry, then you go up to the upper decks of the ferry just to sit for the 40-minute trip over to Vancouver. And I'm sitting there, and we're still docked in the ferry. And now I have this brain. My brain hates me on on many occasions. Because my brain will say this to me, Sean, you've forgotten something. And I'll go, oh, really, brain? What is it? And my brain will say, never mind. No, brain, don't do that. Please tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you until too late to do anything about it. Thank you, brain. You're a dick. <clears throat> so we're sitting there on the ferry, and then, ding, the light bulb goes on in my head. My brain goes, you forgot the buffalo mozzarella. No! Yeah, it's just, because that was really a huge reason why we were going <laughs> over to feel good about handing over this buffalo mozzarella to Vito and <laughs> Becky. And then we're sitting here, both of us laughing, like, oh, I'm a doofus, you're a doofus, we're a doofus. And then we realize, oh, okay, maybe we can get a friend to go to our house and then come across in the ferry. That's how much we wanted to get this mm-hmm. stuff to Becky and mm-hmm. Vito. And, and Becky was so upset she didn't bother to show up. She didn't up even to, come visit with us. Visit us. Yeah, I mean, she was really pissed. No, we're teasing. Becky had just had LASIK eye surgery, so <clears throat> the bright sunlight was Laser. She had sorry, laser. Laser. Laser eye surgery. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to sit with uh, Sabrina, uh, yeah. his uh, uh, gorgeous daughter, and her makeup stuff is amazing. It's very cool. Re- really bright and broad ranging, too. Mm-hmm. She did. She showed us pictures of like sci-fi makeup and accident makeup and horror movie makeup, and she had done her dad up as a school project into this uh, this evil cross between a Klingon warrior and and uh, somebody else. It was really of, neat. Yeah, no, she's very talented. And I uh, also met uh, Vito's friend, Lana, who yes. I met before. It was your, your first time yes. meeting met Lana, who's a script supervisor Yes, on many, many movies. Yeah, um, she and, seems and an interesting lady. She, yeah, she, she travels a lot. Uh, she is really interested, worked on a lot of movies. And script mm-hmm. supervisor, because I've met her before, <clears throat> talking to her before, was a really kind of an interesting job. She has nothing to do with writing the script, but she makes sure... Uh, the director is going along with what the script says mm. to the best of their ability. And they can ad lib the, the line, but she's the one who says, you know, they're supposed to say this or this kind of stuff to remind them. So she stands next to the director the entire time with the script in her hand, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is kind of interesting. Very. So, so And then we got home, and one of the beauties of living certainly here, in Vancouver we live near the ocean, but here in Gibson we kind of live... Oh, you're on in, it. In you, the ocean. Yeah, on you, the ocean. you can smell it all the time. I can. There was never once a time in Vancouver where I lived any place where I could go, I just want to go jump in the ocean. So we're riding home on the motorcycle off the ferry, and we just say, hey, you want to go for a swim? Mm-hmm. It's 6 o'clock at night, oh, 5, yeah. 5, 30, 6 o'clock. And we're like, yeah. We get home, we grab our towels, we go to the beach. Yep. And we go for a swim. Jump is, in the high tide. J- jump in the high tide yep. ocean. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Not as beautiful as, as Newcastle where, 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 where we honeymooned and we were brought up, but it's got its own special kind it's of pretty. Be- it really does. Rooms. No, I appreciate it deeply. That's why we didn't do a show yesterday. Yes, 
it was just so hot. Oh, and and going down and jumping in the high tide was the best option. The other thing we did was we went to the Caribbean Festival. We did. On the yes. North Shore in, in Vancouver. And it's, the, it's where all the black folks in Vancouver show up. No, I'm teasing. No, there's a lot more than that. No, there wouldn't be. Yes, there <laughs> there's is. Not very, there's not very many um, blacks in Vancouver, what we think of as North American blacks. There's a lot of um, ethnic blacks. There's African blacks. There are Caribbean blacks. But Vancouver does not have a native, if I can use that word, native black population. Mm. Um, very, very, my joke always was that there were four black guys who lived in Vancouver, and I was related to at least three of them. Right, and two of them played in the football team. You know, it was, yeah. it was just a very small black population. But the Caribbean Festival it happens every year down on the waterfront park on the North Shore, and it's a small little town. Oh yes, cutesy little thing. We had uh, the funniest part was, um, so we're we're hungry. It's noon. We're waiting to meet uh, Vito. And we're wanting to do something. Let's get something to eat. Let's get some Jamaican food. Let's get some Jamaican patties or jerk chicken or curry goat or whatever it might be. Yes. So we stand in line and, and we, um, we walk up and uh, we'll have two Jamaican patties, please. And Melissa, for no apparent reason, then demands that I have jerk chicken. Well, because you told me you were going to have jerk chicken. Yes, but it, you... was, it was too expensive. Yeah. And it was too much. It was rice and salad and chicken. I just mm. wanted chicken. Mm. And if they weren't going to give me just chicken, I didn't want any of it for 15 bucks. And I thought, oh, a couple of patties would be just fine. Five bucks each. Ten bucks for patties. We were good. And Melissa gets very indignant sitting there, standing there next to me. No, get some jerk chicken. I'm like, sweetie, I don't want jerk chicken. No, uh, ma'am, give him some jerk chicken. So you, she's talking directly to the Jamaican woman in, in, the, in the, uh, uh, the, the, the food truck thing. And I, I looked at the I said, no, no, I don't want a jerk chicken. And oh my God. Oh my God. She gave him a lecture and a half. <laughs> and I didn't understand a oh. word she said. She, all I knew was she was saying to him, blah, 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 you're going to have them. What the heck? You're not going to have any food and blah, blah, blah. And then she finally looked over at me and she went, oh, and she grabbed my hand and she kissed it. She was very passionate about Sean having some jerk chicken. <laughs> she really was. Wow. It was I was like, I had smacked one of her children when I said I didn't want any of her children. Oh, it kind of was made my experience there. I'm glad that the we had that experience. Was, we're laughing because she's just, just berating blah, me. Blah, 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 in a very, you know, very pleasant way, but this wonderful Jamaican patois. And finally, I was like, yeah, okay, fine, fine. I'll take the chicken. I'll take the chicken. We get head the chicken. in hands, oh, by yes, the way. Absolutely. He's leaning over with his head in his hand. <laughs> We get the chicken, we get our patties, we walk over into the shade and sit down, and Melissa goes, what was she saying to you? And I was like, I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. And she was such a character to she look really at, was. too. Oh, she yeah. had just great this great face. face. Yeah. Just She was had a great energy. Yeah. Yeah, if I had bought, a, if I'd bought my uh, uh, better camera, I would have definitely taken some pictures of her. She had a wonderful character face. Yes. But that I've lost my ear for the Jamaican patois. I used to be able to understand a lot oh. of it, but I literally did not understand a word she was saying. No. <laughs> there was worked. the odd sort of, oh my God, because I thought, oh shit, am I supposed to, I, I'm supposed to be understanding her? That's right. And then I was comforted when Sean said, oh, I didn't understand her either. I thought, oh, okay, good. <laughs> no, she just went on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it was my chicken 
ain't good enough for you. Why isn't my chicken good enough yeah, for you? Yeah, and you got to eat. And why don't you go? You listen to your lady here and you eat. And then actually we had the chicken and you it's know, just okay. I was just like, this is just chicken. What yeah. is this? I've never had jerk chicken before. And well, that I don't think I did have jerk chicken actually. No, no, that jerk chicken Sorry, was, not, lady, was if not she's spicy yeah. enough. No, it was. The patties the were The patties good. were delicious. I loved those. We had a couple of chicken, I think it was a curry chicken pat, uh, patties. I think it was curry chicken, yeah. And they were, I had had four more oh, of those. Oh, they were delicious. I would have had one more of those. Yeah. So, once again, Melissa doesn't listen to her husband. If she'd listened to her husband, her husband would have said, get two patties. We would have sat down, had the patties. Went, Let's get two more. Well, anyway, we ate more. the chicken and we ate the rice <laughs> and we ate the salad. Sean actually put a piece of lettuce in his mouth. I have never seen I think, that. I, I think it was an accident. I think okay. it slipped in there with the rice. Okay. Uh, and then we're walking around, and it's there's nothing special about this festival. Oh, if you've been to the Caribbean Festival in Toronto, this ain't no, nothing. Oh, yeah, no, this compared to that. a little thing to do for half an hour on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. We're walking around, there's all kinds of folks selling things, all kinds of Caribbean-themed stuff, and there's a, a, a booth where you can learn more about tourism information from Trinidad and Tobago and that kind of stuff. You know, it's just... It's, and dolls with dreadlocks. Yeah, and exactly. bright hats. And bright shirts that only big black men can wear yeah, and look really so good, good in. in that shirt. Yeah. He looked beautiful. I would have looked like an idiot in that shirt, but this gigantic original black guy, beautiful, oh, beautiful, some dark of them, skin oh. with his red black shawl. Oh, he looked great. He did. And, and Melissa said, Well, you should get one of them. I was like, No, I could not pull that shirt no. off. There's, I, I'd look like a big doofus in that shirt. But Melissa, because she's very, very fair skinned and has a legitimate concern about too much exposure to the sun. Um, we, but we forgot her hat, or we didn't bring we her hat. couldn't bring it, yeah. Um, I was worried about you being on the sun. For, oh, it was for so long. hot. It was very, very hot. It was yes. probably 30, 32 degrees. Oh. But, so we see this one, I said, we should get you a parasol. Yes, they were hanging on a stall. And then just so happened, we saw them hanging, and there was these pretty little... They're these cloth... Beautiful, charming little cloth parasols, very East Indian looking, mm, you know. Bit, yeah. yeah, and just, you know, and the end is wrapped in cloth and they're very small. Yep. They're just for a lady. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they, it was a cute little thing. Oh. And I'm thinking we can use that not just for today, but Melissa and I had this idea for a photo shoot we're going to do at some point um, in the forest. I think it would be great. It would look beautiful. For the photo shoot. Mm hmm. And so as we're as she's finding an umbrella, she also notices this silk dress that's hanging on the just it's it's not a shop, it's it's a typical it's a thing. stall. It's, it's like a, a market stall. stall. That, that's what I've been looking for. And I for. do I will say I'm not a shopper. I'm yep. not a woman that goes out to malls. I, I hate shopping. Mm -hmm. I hate it, I hate it. But I happened to look up and it was the colours of this dress yeah. and I grabbed it and I said, Oh my god, Sean, look at this beautiful dress. I'd s I i do not usually look actually. It was just the colours that, that captured me. And I'm the kind of guy that I actually do like shopping. Um not uh, for, I don't want to describe it this way, but I have to. Not the way women shop. But I don't mind going to malls. I don't mind looking in store windows. I don't mind that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And my wife, as beautiful as she is, and I'm going to get smacked for this, has fairly drab clothing. A lot of your clothes, clothes are browns and dark colors and blacks and that kind of stuff. Not blacks, browns. Browns. A lot of browns. My, wor my wardrobe is for work. It's exclusively yes. really so that I can grab stuff and go to work. It's not a wardrobe because I don't have the money to spend on a wardrobe for – and I don't go out very much. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
So when I saw this beautiful little dress, I thought, if it fits her, I'm going to I'm going to buy it for her. I'm absolutely going to buy it for her. <laughs> and you fought against me. No, no, we can't afford it. It's like 30 bucks. <laughs> 30 bucks for a silk dress that when you put it on over your clothes, obviously it weren't any changing rooms, it looked like it was going to fit you. Yeah. But I also knew that you have seamstress skills. So I knew that if there was something wrong with it, if it was too big or too small, you could probably fix it. So I'm thinking, 30 bucks will not go to waste. This will look beautiful on my wife. Long story short, we come home. This morning, she comes out of the bedroom into the kitchen, and she, and you say to me, wearing the, you're wearing the dress, mm-hmm. and you say... And I said, here it is. It's beautiful. It's, it fits me like a glove. It, really it is does. Stu- it's quite stunning. It's, it's beautiful. I would have gotten married in that dress. We'll definitely post some pictures of you in that dress. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful dress. And you look great in it. Thank so. you. Thank so you. I feel very spoiled to well, have gotten that I dress. I wish I could spoil you more. Honest to God. I, I, absolutely wish I do wish need I more bright clothing. And, that's but that's, sure. that's the other reason why I wanted to get it too, is because you have your clothes, as beautiful as you are, that your gorgeous green eyes and that gorgeous red hair, but then you have this br- these brown palettes yeah. that I'm just I'm not a fan of. You know, the clothes fit you. The clothes look good on you. Mm-hmm. I just wish I'd, I, I want well, to save my wife in more colorful things. That's all. Yes. Personal preference. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an email from our friend Terry Enns. Oh, hello, Terry. He says, I couldn't find a way to edit my review, so I deleted it and wrote a new one. Thanks for doing this every week. Something I look forward to. Permission to use my name in the podcast if you so wish. Terry was the one who had language concerns. Oh, yes. Thank you, Terry. I'm glad. I I appreciated his honesty. Absolutely. So did I. About that. Whether we agree with him or not, I I, I always want people's honest opinion about whatever. We spend so much of our lives not giving our honest opinions about things. We do. And the problem is, when you don't give your honest opinion, it's the old programmer thing of uh, garbage in, garbage out. Bad data, bad data in, bad data out. If you give me bad information and I then act on that bad information, I've made a, made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. You know, And so if you are honest with people, they can make better choices. That's right. <clears throat> and I've always tried to be as honest as I can t- to my detriment because I tend to be brutally honest. Yes. I, I have no tact whatsoever. If I don't like something, I just say I don't like it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. And Does this dress look good? No. You know, I, I, that's what I would say. If, if you had walked out this morning in that beautiful silk dress and I didn't think it looked good on you, I would say, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Yes. You know, that just doesn't look good on you. Yes. I, I would, I, because I wouldn't want to, to say if you, the dress didn't look good on you. I wouldn't want to say, oh, that looks beautiful, then have you go out and have other people look at you and go, what go, the hell is she thinking? Ooh, yeah. That doesn't work on her. That's mm-hmm. just awful. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that for, for people. That's good. I'm glad of it. So I try to be as, as open and honest as I possibly can. And, I, and then on the reverse, I want that from other people. Yeah. I want people to say their honest opinion, whether it's about me or the podcast or whatever. I always want the most honest opinion. I've had people in my life who were just basically yes men, and they agree with everything I ever said. Mm. And it was, I, I, these, these are ex-girlfriends, and I would dump them because of it. Mm. Because I don't want you just to agree with everything. I, I want you to have your own opinions. Mm. And I mm. want you to have your own strong opinions and argue with me and disagree with me. Yes, it's well, good. it's important. It's very important. It's a but process. Definitely want to say thanks to uh, Terry Thank for you, Terry. The, yes. the review. And uh, yes. as always, you can review us on the iTunes store. You can go to the iTunes store, do a search for Don't Listen to Us, and uh, give us a review. Email, as always, to dltu at yml.me. This is another one of our wonderful conversations that we have in bed. Um, we have a house in a rural area where for years we had only, this is a, sorry, 
clear this up. This is a uh, advice column thing. We have a house in a rural area where for years we had only one option for broadband. Slow, unreliable. Not long ago, the local phone company ran fiber to our area, but we and our immediate neighbors were shut out because one neighbor would not grant an easement to run 20 feet of cable under a strip of his land that borders the road. We all pleaded with him and offered to compensate him to no avail. He's been unreasonable about other property issues in the past. My husband and I managed to set up a private network for us and our neighbors at considerable expense without the easement. Shortly thereafter, the old broadband option shut down. Now the cantankerous neighbor has asked if he can hook up to our private network. I say no way. My husband says the guy's a harmless old coot and there's no point in punishing him. Another neighbor suggests that we should let him let him in on it if he agrees to pay us the entire cost of setting up the network since it was his intransigence that made us incur the cost initially. Your thoughts? Mm. Well, <clears throat> my opinion goes more along with uh, the husband's is that I think that everybody should be looking more towards a, a, a kindness approach and perhaps maybe getting some compensation from him. But no, I think they should let him. I think that they should be kind. My opinion, the exact opposite. My opinion is GFY. Mm. Go screw yourself, old man. Mm. The The husband says he's a harmless old coot. Mm-hmm. Only two of those things are correct. He's old and a coot. He's not harmless. He cost you and your friends significant amounts of money. Mm-hmm. He caused you and your friends significant amounts of stress, time, effort, trying to convince this guy to do the right thing mm-hmm. for your neighbors, mm-hmm. for your community. Mm-hmm. All he had to do, all this old guy had to do was let them dig a 20-foot trench to run this fiber underneath his land. They would have covered, they wouldn't have left the trench open. They would have put the, 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 the land back the way it was. Mm-hmm. And he could have done something nice for his community of neighbors, mm-hmm. for everyone around him, but he decided not to. That's not harmless at all. Mm-hmm. That is, I want things done my way and only my way, and I'm not going to cooperate with you unless you're going to do it my way. Now that he doesn't have the broadband, he wants to horn in on their network. I say no. I say absolutely not. No. And you and I, it was interesting talking about this because I love your opinion. I could disagree with it completely, but... There was the thing you were talking about this morning about kindness. Explain, yeah. explain that. Well, I think if you're going to reciprocate a situ- in a situation, for example, like this, which is not, it's not, hasn't done great harm to anyone, um, you have to, if you want to reciprocate with kindness and not hold it against him, what he has done to everybody, mm-hmm. um, you can't expect that he may become a kind person back to everybody. If you're going to be kind, you have to let go of your ego and just do it for your own reasons. Mm-hmm. And you don't know his background. You don't know where he's coming from. Yep. You don't know anything about this man and you can't judge him. I So to me, kindness possibly begets kindness, but don't have the expectation that it will. You do it for yourself. But if he had been... If he had been you, kind from the beginning, none of this would have ever happened. Because he was unkind in the beginning, that set off this chain of events. So being kind to him, he's not going to do it for you. Why should you do it for him? You don't know. Maybe he'll think about it. If he doesn't, if, you, if you're going to be kind, you can't then expect a kindness in return. You have to be kind 
and then let it go. Be kind for the sake of being kind. Yes. Like uh, like a daily act of kindness that is often promoted. But that being said, can we not... Can we not expect others to be kind to us? Is that, I, is, is that a fair expectation of people? Um, I don't think... I think expectation of any kind, and believe me, I do it all the time, is not a good idea. I think it's fair for us to expect kindness from strangers. I don't mean giving us money. I mean just when you're in traffic and you need to make a left-hand turn, someone lets you through. Absolutely, yes. That's, that's a kindness. Yes, yes. So... It's fair to expect kindness from strangers. Um, it's not fair to be upset when they're not kind. Someone doesn't let no. me in. I, you know, okay, th- yeah. Not that big mm-hmm. a deal. Mm-hmm. So for me, from my point of view, I would have expected kindness from this harmless old coot. When he didn't give me that kindness, okay, I'll find some other way to do the thing that I want to do. But when he turns around now, now expect kindness from me, no, you don't get it. You don't mm. get what you're not willing to give. I've always said to people, I treat people exactly the way they treat me. If you treat me kindly, I will treat you kindly. If you treat me with respect, I will treat you with respect. As people on the internet have found out, if you're an asshole to me, I can be a better, bigger asshole than you. So if you point a gun at my head, I'll point a gun at yours. Yep, that's right. That's right. Hmm. I don't know if that's, to me, I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to, to, to do your life. And the thing that I said this morning was I love this because we are completely opposite in this regard, but neither of us is right and neither of us is wrong. It's just the way you choose to live your life. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect example. Uh, not perfect example, but an example. <clears throat> Yesterday, we parked the motorcycle on the street. Um, there's no cars around us when I parked the bike. And I mm-hmm. parked it because I always try to do this as far forward in the parking spot as I possibly can so that another car can if they, if they need to fit in there. Right. So you're, be, you're thinking of others. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. We get there. And some guy, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you've seen his picture. This guy parks his Hyundai. How he got it this close to the motorcycle, I got to give him props for that. <laughs> he got within an inch and a half mm. of my motorcycle to park yeah. his bike. Yes. He got so close, I literally couldn't open, not literally, I couldn't open my saddlebag no. all the way. No. I could open it just enough to get inside, but thank God there wasn't anything big in there I needed to get. Because my saddlebags, um, um, some motorcycles have a what, what's called a top-loading Thing so you open the, the lid and the lid opens like like, like a uh, an ice box like a like a, a, a cooler mm-hmm. an esky as you guys call it in uh, in Australia uh, but my my bike is a side loading one it's a pain in the ass the 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 lid opens to the side, side laterally the yeah it's really really annoying mm-hmm. but I could not have done that with this guy. If if uh, if I needed to, if I needed to get into, well, I mean, if thing. I had had epilepsy and we needed to get to my meds, I wouldn't have been able to no. do it. <laughs> well, now what I'm saying is, epilepsy is a weird choice. Okay. Well, whatever. If <laughs> I was, if I was, if I needed my my pill, whatever, I, no. we wouldn't have been able to get to it. That guy, whoever that is, guy, girl, whatever, is so lucky that I didn't have the time to wait around with for him because there was shade there. I had a phone and cigarettes, or sorry, my, my vape. I had a phone and my vape. I would have sat there and waited for him. I would have waited for that person and walked up and going, what are you thinking? Oh, there's a parking spot. No, you can't park that close to somebody, you idiot. If that had been the trunk of a car, literally there wouldn't have been enough space for you to get no. in the trunk of your own no. car. That's how close he was. No, no. So I was expecting kindness from other people. But I, the kindness wasn't reciprocated. Well, someone didn't go, oh, this is too tight a spot. I'm going to go park somewhere else. 
But you also need to look at it from this. He may not even have even fathomed that he was too close to you. He may have just thought, okay, I'll get in there. Okay, I'm going to miss the bike. Good. And he's gone off on his merry way to the Caribbean Festival and he didn't even think about it. I think, and I don't mean this to, to be as rude as it may, it may come off. I think you're making excuses for him. I don't think you can park that close to somebody and not realize how close you parked. That's how, I mean, he's, he was within an inch and a half of that saddlebag. That's a very, very good parking job. I won't, like I said, I'll, I'll grant him that. I don't think you can park that close and not be aware that you're that close. It was pretty close. It was very, very yeah. close. Yes, but not a deliberate unkindness. Just to not, there's no thought. It's, yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than some of those um, photographs I've seen of wheelchair-accessible vans where children can't get into their yep. family car yep. because somebody has parked so close. Because some assholes it. parked on the yellow stripy uh, bits. Yeah, and next to a disabled parking yep. spot in, in a... Pro- I mean, that's just awful. Yeah, that's, but that is not... But people wouldn't do that. They're just not thinking. It's not a direct unkindness. It's just not thinking. It's thoughtlessness. And that's a good... That's a good point i think that's probably one of the problems that many of us have with this kind of stuff is we don't think of other people we don't we're very much in our own you know what you've got going on and you don't look around you you see so many people in your daily life that you're thinking look around you like you can see us waiting or hello and you have to prompt them because everyone's sort of out of it and into their own thing they're they're not thinking of others i think i see it more on the motorcycle because on the motorcycle just in general you'd be more aware of your surroundings yes so maybe i notice it more when i'm on the bike than other other places but we've all seen these indications especially with a car of people acting as if they are the only person in the world yes that there is no one else on the road but them or that they're more important than everybody else and they act that way um I think overall, our attitudes about this with the broadband, with the old man and the and the um, the old man and the and and the, and the internet access, I think is very reflective of how you and I grew up. I grew up with a lot of unkindness from people. You grew up with, a, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, with a lot of kindness from people. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, would you agree with that? You've got a very close family. Mm-hmm. Um, you have had a lot of pain in your life, but you've had a lot of family support in your life. And then as you've gone through your life, be, I think because you are a kind person, you get more kindness back. Would yeah, you, would you agree I think with that? so. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have had unkindness. Yeah, sure, but, we all um, But no, not in general. No. no. Whereas I think for the reverse for me is I've had... Um, Air quotes, a hard life. No, I've got a home and a motorcycle and a beautiful wife. So the people who are a lot worse off than me, I completely recognize that. Uh, but I've had a lot of people be very unkind to me when they didn't have to be. And that kind of makes me jaded and more cautious than maybe you are. Mm, that's true. And I'm yeah. less likely to cut you slack when you do unkindness to me. But see, there you go. People don't know your life. True. They don't know you. Like, there's there's this way of thinking that don't judge somebody else. Like, you don't know what's going on inside of them. You don't know what inner turmoil. You don't know their past experiences. You don't know what they're going through at the time. So just basically... Always just be kind. But that's what I'm talking about. They don't know my life. No. So they should be kind to me as I'm going to be kind to them. Well, the weird thing in all of this is that you are an innately kind person. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Don't tell people that. Sorry, but are you, it's are you, true. Are you crazy? No, it's true. Oh. You're extremely kind. I am not. 
And so that's the weirdness about all this. I'm I'm neutral to complete strangers until they give me a reason to feel one way or the other. I will always be extremely kind to those I love and care about. Yes. To a fault. To a fault. To, 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 to more I, so than I should be. I still think, and I notice it, and actually we've had conflict over it because you've been so thoughtful about, okay, this is where we are. Like you're always cueing me if we're out there about, Melissa, no, behind you or Melissa, yes. you know, like always like this is the expected behavior here. And it's just like, holy shit. Okay, whatever, dude. Like he's always got his eye on me in case I'm not doing something that is not conducive with the environment. Yep. That, that's that's very, isn't that funny? Isn't yes, that true? You're, you're right. Because yeah. the most time, the, happens most often when we're grocery shopping. Yeah. And we'll be standing there, we're looking for something. And you're standing next to the car blocking the aisle. And looking at me, and there's someone coming behind you, and you don't know there someone's behind you. Yeah, I'll always go, Melissa, behind you. Yeah, get, to get you to step away. Yeah, but so in me, general, me doing a kindness to this complete stranger. That's for right. No, no, to no get your way, get the fuck out of the way, Melissa. Sorry, Terry, get out of the way, <laughs> Melissa. But that's all we'll new for now on. We're in we curse, we'll say sorry, Terry. <laughs> Although I'm not, I don't plan on having to apologize very much, Terry. <laughs> but I am not. No, I'm not somebody. I mean, I usually, when I shop or whatever, I'm very aware of others. I try and be. But some days you're just having an out-of-it day, yep. especially as a woman. I yep. have to say, you just there's always 20,000 things on your mind, and, and you just might be having an out-of-it day. That you, you are very watchful of me and, and Rory too. The Rory, Rory, like a watchful that we're doing everything correctly. But to be clear, I don't say it, Rory, Rory. I don't no. get angry about it. It's just a little, no. little reminder. Uh huh. Okay. I, I don't want people to think that I'm yelling at you. Get oh, no, no, no. Okay. It's never a yell. It's always done in a heap. Well, you got very, although you did get very cross with me in, on the train to Sydney. But, anyways. What happened with the train to Sydney? We were in the silent car. Oh, God, and I was you trying, kept talking. I was, because it was my brother, and I was trying to be very respectful and talk very quietly. But it, you really, like, I was so cross with you after that. I you didn't really talk were, to you for about an hour. It was blissful. Yeah. <laughs> you guys missed the look she just gave me when I said blissful. But you know what? You know, part of it is, I think I explained this to you on the train. And the reason why I do these things is because I know how much it pisses me off. When people, when I'm in the shopping market, supermarket, pushing a cart, and there's some idiot who's parked their cart and standing next to the cart looking at the, the cereal, and there's no room for me to get by. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off that I, and I think that person's an idiot. Get out of the way. You're not here alone. Get out of the way. So for me, it's I don't want people to think that about you. I don't want people to think badly about my wife. And so on the silent car... People were looking back at you. I don't want people. I don't want people to look at you and going, "That woman, that redhead's an idiot." I don't want people to think badly about you. So I want you to follow the social norms, and so they don't feel badly about you. Although that person's never going to see you again. So what do I care? You know, I mean, I, it's it's a weird. No, weird, I get it. No mentality. I but have. there's, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not normally one that would would be thoughtless enough no, to annoy others. That's yes, right. That's yes. Right. But exactly. I was yes, very gently trying to get my brother off the phone. We um, I saw this tweet the other day. Seventy two percent of U.S. adults think a woman should give up her maiden name when she gets married. Half believe that it should be a legal requirement, not a choice. Wow. Uh, Broderick Guru said, "Which century are you all living in out there?" Oh, this the, uh, that's in America. Yeah, they're really seventy two percent of U.S. adults think a woman should. Give up her maiden name when she gets married. Half believe that it should be a legal requirement, not a choice. 
Wow. That is terrifying. That really shows a lot about American society to me. Well, hang on. I'd be willing to bet that'd probably be the same in Canada. Oh, I don't. You I think don't? I think women are much stronger in Canada and much I think the attitude and that attitude has seeped through into the male mentality. I would love to see this survey broken down between male and female. Hmm. Yeah. The problem I have with I had this argument with, with a friend of mine who was getting married back you know, 20 years ago. Um, and he was very upset. He was very upset that his new bride was not going to take his maiden name. She liked her last name. Mm-hmm. Her passport was in her last name. Her credit cards were in her last name. Mm-hmm. Driver's license. Why should she? Well, you, she just should. That's the way you do. Well, dude, what difference does it make? And when you sort of peel back the layers of his resentment... It was property. He wanted people to know that was his wife. He owned her. He never said that. But you know subconsciously that was his thought process, was that this person is mine. That's And I'd be willing to bet that's a lot of the issues with people who think that women should do this or be legally required to do this. That's the most idiotic thing in the world unless you also believe that the man should take his wife's name. Oh, I know. I have in the, in friends 20, that have done that. In the 21st century, yeah. it, it should go both ways. Back in the dark ages, it, not that it made sense, but you could understand more why they're doing it. But now, today, July 30, 2018, GFY. Yeah. There is no reason for a woman or man to take someone else's name unless they absolutely voluntarily want to. So I don't even see why it's an issue at all. I have two, two friends that have done that. The man, the man has taken the woman's name. Now, granted, I would never take your last name because my last name is the coolest in the world. Right. Well, my last name is my ex-husband's last name. Well, there's that too. (laughs) And the struggle with that is I think also when you have children, Mm, of course, the children, uh, what name do they take? Do they take the mother's name or the father's name? Like, I get that. It's another ownership thing. Because, well, but also it's just... You know, your kids go off to school and do that, and they have their father's name, but then the mother has a different yep. name, and there's a yep. whole kind of a, a connotation that maybe then are you with your mom? Is your mom like are your mom and dad together? Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. You know, like I, I hesitate to change my name completely because it, the name is my son's now. Like I'm right. the parent here. That's ninety percent of the time the parent, yep. and I it, it it's a bit of a let, letting go of having a different name than yep. them. When you and I talked about this, and you said something about the name, and I, I know my response would have been, I don't care. <laughs> Keep Berryman, go to Stokes, use King. Doesn't matter to me. It's, it's it entirely your choice. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. To any man out there who thinks it matters, it doesn't. All it makes you look like is Neanderthal. Yeah. When you're trying to coerce, force, encourage your wife to take your name. Think of it this way, guys. How would you feel if your wife said that to you? That she wants you to take her name. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have no problem with that, then you're good. Mm-hmm. If you th- if you for even a split second go, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Now you got a problem. That's right. That's on you, pal. Yeah. And that's an ownership issue, and that's yeah. completely wrong. Well, and it's an indip- it's a little bit of a because all my documents, my as you say, my passport, my you know everything in my life yep. is in that name, and the thought of going, oh, I'll change it all. I mean, maybe when I get my passport next, I will. I don't know. I, lo- I love these, uh, some of the comments in here. Uh, I've been married 26 years now. I kept my maiden name. I actually like my husband's last name way better than my own. 
But when someone says Mrs. whoever, I look for his mother. I'm not an appendage he acquired upon marriage. Mm-hmm. So I kept my name. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. But it's lovely also then to book into a place as Mr. and Mrs. Sure. I also I also love that. Like I, the old-fashioned girl in me loves that. I refuse to use or acknowledge the Mrs. since it implies my status changed when I married. Whereas men don't. They continue to use Mr. Yep. Now, if men change it to Mrs. or some version thereof, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But why do we call women Miss when they're single and Mrs. when they're married? We call men Mr. in both situations. But I still used M.S. Berryman. Ms. When Berryman. I you, yeah, Ms. Yeah. Berryman. I, I, I didn't do Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. I always did M.S. Okay. Berryman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a whole bunch of these little subtle cues yep. that we, we have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. The political people will call this political correctness or unpolitical, whatever it is. But no, I don't think it is in the sense that these are subtle social cues that our society should change because they signify things. They signify that I now own you mm. because of you changed your last name or that you went from a Ms. to a Mrs. Your status has changed. You become married when your husband, there's no indication of, mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, liked, I liked that. But and I was very upset with my friend who said, I said, dude, you're wrong. You're utterly, completely, 100% wrong on this. I don't even know why would it be an issue. <clears throat> but then, you know, he could have his reasons. Yeah. You well, his, re- his reasons are... Based in chauvinism, I suppose they are based are. in sexism. That they are based in these these outdated outdated notions of ownership. That that that's my wife. Hmm. It's why we remember we, we a few years ago they changed the uh, marriage vows from man and wife. I now pronounce you man and wife. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. I now pronounce you husband. Husband and wife. And wife. It's a huge difference. It is because oh. I now pronounce you man, your gender, and your job. Mm-hmm. As opposed to your gender and your gender. Mm-hmm. Now they're, they're now it's your job and your job. Mm-hmm. You and know? you don't obey. Women don't obey anymore. Well, that part pissed me off. But I'm kidding. <laughs> Language is very important. It really is. Yeah. I've said that a million yeah, times. Yeah, and it's always got to be looked at and reviewed. The city of Vancouver has noted concerns over how the wealthy and the needy will be set apart from each other in a proposed West End Tower. This made my blood boil. There's a poor door at a proposed Vancouver West End condo tower. They, now, in Vancouver, and I'm sure a lot of other cities, uh, when uh, condo developers want to develop new um, uh, apartment blocks, uh, this is a 30-story tower with 82 condos sitting above 39 social housing units. Mm-hmm. And the air quotes, social housing units are for needy people, poor people, me. Me and my mom and my three brothers mm-hmm. when we needed housing. Mm-hmm. So you've got 82 condos mm-hmm. and 40, so, so twice as many condos as there are social housing units. The development will have separate lobbies and amenity areas for condo dwellers and residents of the social housing component of the project. They're literally having separate effing them. doors. For the rich people and the poor people. By the way, in Vancouver, if you own a condo, you're rich. And there's just no, there's no, there's no middle class condo owners in Vancouver. They're there too freaking expensive. Yeah. And th- in this area, this is a West End Tower. These are going to be two million dollar apartments. Yes. Guaranteed. Um. There was a concern that this would result in social isolation and stigmatization. No shit. Yeah, really. They're going to well, have a separate play area for the children. 
So the poor kids will play over there and the rich kids will play over here. Are you shitting me? Mm. Mm. This is the most offensive thing I could possibly imagine you could propose for this sort of shit. You might as well equate it to skin color. Exactly. same thing. And the poor and and wealthy are already separated enough Mm -hmm. in any number of ways. Why do you have to separate it even worse by having a separate freaking door? It's fear. It's fear. I'm telling you. You can't get on the elevator with poor people? It's fear-based. You can't let your children play with poor kids? Mm -mm. They might have diseases. Jesus Christ. The 39 social housing units will be on levels 1 to 8. Above them, levels 9 to 30 will be 82 condos. According to the report, the common amenities for the social housing for the social housing component of the project include an outdoor space in the rear and interior side yards with an adjacent indoor room facing the lane. So the kids face the lane. The poor kids face the lane. Mm-hmm. The rich kids face the pretty area. Uh, Sorry, Terry. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. The city better not allow this to go forward. Oh, so it's not... It, no, this it's, is it's a, a proposed... proposed tower, yeah. According to the developers, integrating the two play areas is not feasible. Bullshit. Wow. Why even have two play areas? I don't get it. For the poor kids and the rich kids. No, but they should just, it should just be one exactly. like, uh, general play exactly. area. That's exactly what it should be. Just uh. one play, or two play areas. Go to whichever play area you want to go to. Yeah, go over there for the younger kids and over there for the older kids. I get that. that. Yeah, where you have a younger way. playground. I mean, often that's done often in a way where there's places for younger and yep. places for older or kids. Or you could have different playground st- equipment over there, different over here, yeah. and the kids go. God forbid like. you don't want your kid making friends with the pole people. Jesus, oh my God, that just made me want to go to Vancouver and just rip some developer's heart out. It's, it's sick. That's so offensive. That is so utterly, utterly offensive hmm. that someone would think that, that would be an ex- I'm acceptable I'm curious about the developers. Things. I wonder who they are to look into them. <laughs> I know. Um... I saw. I, I tweeted this this morning. Uh, um, this story about I, mean, I can't find it. Um, this idea that um, about unions, um, and I've talked about this be, be, before. I'm just trying to find the uh, the story so I can so I can dig it up. The someone posted a um, uh, from 1969, 1969 right? a a letter from a supposed Catholic school. Here it is. My mom, the the tweet is, my mom kept this, perhaps as proof of the bullshit women had to put up with. This is from the Metropolitan Separate School Board, uh, Toronto, Ontario, uh, written to Mrs. Rita Cornell, All Saints Catholic School, Western Ontario. Dear Mrs. Cornell, we regret that we must consider your request for a leave of absence as a termination as of December 31st, 1969. This is necessary since our board does not yet approve... Return the leave. When you are ready to return, you should notify our office of your availability for another teaching position. May we at this time thank you for your services as a member of our staff. Signed, E.J. Whalen, Teacher Personal Personnel Officer. I guarantee you the E.J. is a man. Oh, yes. That yes. everyone involved in this decision was a man. Mm-hmm. That men are idiots and have been for millennia. Mm-hmm. And... If anyone ever, ever disagrees with me that I think unions are a good thing, I will point them to this letter. Mm-hmm. This, folks, is why we have unions. And yes, unions are abused, and they are uh, manipulated, and they are occasionally crooked, mm-hmm. but they provide much more value 
than they ever suck out through corruption or any other means. Mm-hmm. And this is a prime example. This woman was fired because she was pregnant. Well, but thank goodness we've come along. For, I mean, we're, we've moved along further. There's still atrocities that happen. Yep. I mean, and even now in Canada, with all the research that goes into early years and attachment and the, import, the, the imperativeness of it for development, you get six months paid and then the other six months is EI. You've got significantly less money. Yep. Like you, you're like, okay, we've got to hunker down. We're going to have a baby. And you're economically disadvantaged yep. because of it. Yes, you are. And then you've got to pay for daycare. Yep. That's right. So it's still unacceptable. You're still putting a, a child that's a year, not even walking, many of them, into a, a busy daycare situation. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not okay. It's, it's not right. It, we, I think uh, Scandinavian countries, I think some of them offer two and three years. Two and three years, which to me gives your child the best beginning ever, ever, and makes a big difference. Someone wrote, um, if we have paid parental leave for everyone, we should also offer the same amount of time to people who choose not to have kids to do whatever they want. Oh, no. What kind of moron are you? How could you even compare? Parental leave isn't a vacation. No, it's not. It's a huge, oh, my God. It's not time off, you asshole. Wow. It's to raise a child. Oh, so now we've got people against people who are having babies and not. See what we do? Poor against rich Childless against people that choose choose to reproduce. This is what we do. We naturally divide ourselves from each other. I can't believe someone could be this stupid and whiny. That you think somehow that a, a mother who is pregnant and taking leave six months a year, whatever it is, is somehow on vacation. No, it's believe me, it ain't no vacation. It's, it's filled what? with joy, but no, I mean, life is filled with joy at many times, but it is the hardest work you will ever she's do. She's not off the, to the French Riviera, you idiot. Wow. She's up to her elbows in baby shit. Interesting. That's she's just... about to push a human being out of her body. Yes. And then nourish it literally with yeah. her own bodily fluids. Yeah, constantly, all the time. I mean, when I first, when I had my first son, it was six uh, six months, and I was driving around as a school therapist um, with my little baby separated from me. He was at home with his dad, but also with a stressed out father because it's not really a natural thing for guys to do. Yeah. I mean, and that, and I will say that openly, it's not pumping breast milk in my car in any area that I could find that was private so that I could have breast milk and then having a cooler so that I could keep, well, keep the breast milk flowing and I have breast milk to give my baby while I was at work because I had to go back to work. We had no choice. Yeah. I can't can't believe that someone said, uh, people who don't have children are viewed as selfish and amoral. I agree. That's sometimes true. And less deserving of public benefits. No, you get the public benefit of not having the cost of raising a child. What what other public benefits don't you get privy to? Just because you choose to. Well, like what? What don't they get privy to? They get privy to other public benefits if they want to. If I don't own a car, I, I I, I can't use the roads. That's a public yeah, benefit. That's I don't ridiculous. get. I still pay for the roads that's if right. I like what I did for years. I commuted on a bicycle in Vancouver, but my taxes still pay for the roads. But it's just an idiotic you know, thought that by that very thought, then you will stay healthy, and we won't pay for your health health care. There you go. You go do that. So this the person on Twitter says I'm arguing that time off should be a basic human right. Shut up. 
This is not time off. No, no. It's that's, that's where this person's getting lost in their head. They think parental leave. That it's just do-do-do. Exactly. You know, that's, no, and besides the research is telling us how important it is. This is you're bringing up another human here, exactly. here and that early attachment. I've as a, as an early intervention therapist, I many like uh, 15, 20 years ago, I would go into daycares and there'd be eight high chairs lined up with little babies said the busy babies everywhere, understaffed babies sitting there, not being and, and listen, the daycare workers are amazing. they're doing their very best, all women. But those babies were sitting there. They're not being uh, communicated with or their needs aren't. It's impossible for their needs to be met yep. at all times. They're waiting to be fed, sitting in high chairs, waiting to be changed, sitting in their shit and their urine. I'm sorry, I'm being very bold here. but And I remember sitting on the floor as a therapist looking around and thinking, this is going to change the brains of our babies. Yeah. And then a research uh, came out of Australia um, a few years later, and they were do- looking at the adrenaline levels of babies and children that are dropped off at daycares at 7 in the morning, picked up at 6 at night. I've been in these daycares. I worked in them for 15 years, and, I, and this evidence was showing that these children were more prone to anxiety, that like there was things happening to I their brains. Yeah. And I had said to my colleagues, this is a big deal. This is not okay. And then all the research on attachment and all that. And we wonder now why anxiety is an epidemic. Anxiety is an epidemic. It's the new epidemic. And I can't help but think that contributes. So when somebody says, oh, well, I want time off from you. No, that's not, that's, that's not an argument. You're completely missing the point. Oh. It's not about time off. Stay home with your baby. I'm a 27-year-old woman with a great job, a supportive family, and wonderful friends. My life is clouded by one thing, student loan debt. I owe $100,000. My monthly payment is nearly impossible amount for a recent college grad. Fortunately, my mother has been helping me pay some of the balance, but her assistance isn't permanent or guaranteed. As a result of my debt, I've had anxiety, self-esteem issues, and panic attacks. Mm-hmm. My brother is also has student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Recently, our father's girlfriend made us a life-changing offer. She wants to pay off our loans. Oh my god! She has plenty of money, and she wants to share it. She didn't tell her father. She didn't tell our father about her offer until uh. we asked her to. So it wasn't made for show. She told us she wants to do it because she can afford to, because she never had to worry about paying for her own education, and because she believes that my brother and I are outstanding citizens. She wants us to be able to focus on life, not loans. My initial reaction was one of euphoria. My second reaction was of guilt and hesitation. My brother felt the same way. I'm grateful for her offer, but I worry about what it will mean if I accept it. She's only been dating my dad for a year and a half. He thinks her offer is great, but what if they break up? Will this crush my mother, who already feels guilty about not being able to pay for our education? Should I take the money? Will I feel ashamed? I envy my debt-free friends, but I'm also proud that I'm making my own way. What are the conditions and consequences of accepting this extended hand? Mm, that is very complex. <clears throat> no, it's not. Take the money. No, it's... Take the money. No. Take the money. Take the money. Take, take the money. What's complex about it? I've been in situations where you... Generosity can sometimes come along with, it's like you make a deal with the devil. Yes. 
If you make a deal with the devil. And th- well, but you don't know. You, uh, do, you do, can. Do, do you think this person's the devil? If you don't think they're the devil, not the devil. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't. And, I can't comment on that. Yes, you can. And if they turn to be the devil afterwards, then do you ignore them? If if someone offers you something with no strings attached, mm-hmm. and then later they attach strings, mm-hmm. you cut the strings. Yes. No. I know. You don't let them do that. Yes, I've done that. And it sounds like in this situation, there are not going to be any strings. It sounds like this woman's a wonderful person. She says they've only only been dating a year and a half. I haven't even known Melissa a year and a half. Mm, no. <laughs> We're already married. So don't use that as a barometer of how well they know each other. And yes, they may very well break up in, in another two years, but that's fine. She's not doing this because of your father. She's doing it because she thinks you are a nice person oh, and I, wants you to live debt free. Oh, when I when you were reading it, I thought, what a, a wonderful, beautiful, kind gesture. Wow. Yeah. Life-changing gesture. But... Keep your eye open for the devil that you're talking about. Worry about the devil. And know what you're going to do if the devil shows up. And if the devil shows up, it's like, no, 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 you, you don't get to do that to me. Mm-hmm. You, don't fight, you don't get to lay that guilt trip on me. Mm-hmm. Yes, you gave me $100,000 and I'm very, very grateful for you. But you don't now get to say anything about that. You don't mm-hmm. get to, you don't get to, you have to do this for me now because I gave you that money or you have to pay me back or anything along those lines. You make sure those ground rules are set. And... If that other person tries to change the ground rules X period of time in the future, you just you have to be strong enough to go, no, you can't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. And also... Um, and I know, you're saying you've, you, you've been in that situation. You've well, been in this exact situation. Well, not exact, but well, close. I think you just have to be very careful. Yes. Um, and then if their mother does have a problem with it, I think that she would have to have deep thoughts about this is changing my children's lives yep. here and I'm just going to... You don't know anything about that situation yeah. either. But you sit down with mom and say, Mom... Just say, you know what? I, I love you. You're still my mother. Nothing's yeah, going to change. Yeah, but this is just too incredible. But And you also have to give be your own counsel on how you feel about being independent and paying them off. And Although it's that sort of like a debt that's almost inconceivable to it, think see, about paying that's, off. That's the thing. If this was a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, and you felt that way, that you felt proud of getting rid of the yeah, debt, yeah, I mean, fair enough. That's okay. This is a hundred thousand dollars. So this must be in America. Yeah, America. This is a hundred thousand bucks of student loan debt, which is going to take you thirty years to pay off in five hundred dollar increments every single month. Think of how much that that that. No, it's probably about a thousand bucks a month. She's oh yeah. Student loan debt. Think of how well your life is going to change getting that thousand dollars back into mm. your life, mm-hmm. into a savings account or into a new home or into mm. what charity or whatever you want to mm-hmm. do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you definitely, you buy your, your, your dad's girlfriend a nice dinner, you know, with, well, the, with the money. A, here's a huge kindness that hopefully will beget kindness from those yeah, two, two young people. But I think you have to accept the money. Nowadays, in this situation, in this economy, you've got to accept that money. There's, it doesn't sound like there's any devil strings attached to this. There very well might be, and you have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And you have to be ready for it when it comes, if it comes, mm-hmm. but you got to take the money. And this is one of your friends, uh, not your friends, sorry. Uh, this is uh, one of the Dear Sugar letters. And Dear Sugar says, take the money. Oh, I didn't know it was Dear Sugar. I know, that's why Cheryl. I didn't know what I said. Accept this offer. Please let your father's girlfriend pay off your student loans. You're right that it's easy. it's the easy way out of your crippling debt, but there's nothing wrong with that route. You and your brother got lucky. So did your father's girlfriend and every other person with an education that someone else paid for. Mm. Being the recipient of this gift doesn't negate your hard work. 
It doesn't erase the struggles you've had or the dedication you've shown. You can accept this unexpected act of generosity while still being proud of your accomplishment. Well, and if she is proud of them as citizens, they must warrant that. And someday, when you're able to, you can do with your good fortune what your father's girlfriend is doing with hers, exactly. pay it forward. Exactly. That's what I mean. Kindness begets kindness. Yeah. If, if she is being so overwhelmingly generous and kind, then hopefully they will in turn do that themselves yeah. to be so fortunate. Now, if we twist this up and we twist this letter in saying that my father's girlfriend is stinking filthy rich um, but won't help us pay off our student loan, that's a whole different thing. Well, yeah, because I would say in that case, well, it's not, nor should it be expected that she pay off. (laughs) But she's doing something that's completely, she doesn't have to do it at all. Now, Steve Almond, I don't know who that is with regard to Dear Sugar, says, uh, I understand your misgivings. Money's a form of power. And this charitable, charitable offer shifts the balance of power within your family in ways that are unsettling. I completely understand that. It does. It does. understand that. Uh, while the debt you're amassing is a burden, it also belongs to you. It's something you control. In this sense, it's proof of your independence. Uh, your hesitation may stem from a reluctance to become dependent on someone you may not trust entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, after all, you don't sound unsettled by your mother's support because you trust her. That's right. I'm not suggesting your dad's girlfriend tr- isn't trustworthy, but rather that you interrogate your own feelings and clarify the precise terms of her kind and aud- audacious offer. Yes, yeah, see, that is more along the lines of what I believe. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely sit down with the girlfriend, the father and the girlfriend going, this is amazing, this is wonderful of you, this is incredible, but mm-hmm. we have to make sure that there are no strings attached to this, that mm-hmm. you're not going to feel guilty about it, that if you and dad break up, you're not going to come back and ask me for the money. I, I hate to be clinical about mm-hmm. this dad's girlfriend, but I really need to do this in order to protect myself and in order to make us feel better about this. Yeah. And if, if doing this makes you rescind the offer, I'm okay with that too. I will not yeah. feel differently about you if yeah. if we interrogate you into your motivations for this and um, try to figure out why you're doing this. Well, I'm sure they'll have discussions, but there'll be nothing written down. It has to be all that honorable kind of yep. verbal but you're also going to be strong in yourself, too, in the case of three years down the road, mm-hmm. if something happens to change mm-hmm. the way the girlfriend feels, that you stand your ground and go, no, yeah, no. It was done without, with your blessing. You That's did right. this. That's right. Move on. Wow. Folks, um, we are going to go to the gym this afternoon. I hope so. I'm going to get uh, Melissa into a little room and then, and, and, and then beat her with a stick. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, Am I, uh, yeah, hopefully. No, actually, we want to go play racquetball. Yeah, racquetball is. I don't know. I don't know how to play racquetball, but I know how to get in a room and beat a ball around. Because that's what we're going to do. That's the fun part. I of thought racquetball. you knew. How no, to... I have no clue to play racquetball. Oh, I go in the room with with the racket and a ball and just bat it, bash it against the wall. I hit it, then you hit it. I hit it, then you hit it. I hit it, then you hit it. Okay, that's all. We're not going to keep scoring silly. Like oh that. no, no, oh, God. Going to run around and break and break a bit of a sweat. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it for this version of DLTU. Our apologies again for uh, not doing it on the usual Sunday show, but we were off and busy, and hopefully this Monday show is okay. As always, send us emails to DLTU at YML.me. Love getting emails from you guys. And please, as Terry did, uh, review us on the iTunes Store. Go to the iTunes Store, do a search for DLTU or Don't Listen to Us, and you can uh, write a review of the show there. We'd appreciate it if you did that. As always, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And this has been Don't Listen to Us. Thanks very much, folks. See ya. Bye.